1: Oh, hey, what's up? It's me, Jason. How Long Gone podcasts? It's Sunday, aka Monday. It's not one-on-one, at least I don't think it's going to be one-on-one yet.
0: Pray for us. Pray for us, fans, listeners, friends, foes, enemies. It's your boys. We're back. Uh it's a beautiful day out, Jason. It's already fucking blasting sun. I've been up since six AM. I did an eight AM hot yoga class. How's your Sunday going?
1: I woke up at four forty five AM
0: Wow. And couldn't go back to sleep. Oh, I thought you were just you know, your CEO swag, but unfortunately it was sleep deprivation.
1: No, not CEO swag. It was more of um uncomfortable, unable to sleep, a little restless, and then just couldn't go back to sleep. And I went to bed really early yesterday day drinking will do that to you thanks to everyone who came out to our activation at burger lords
0: yeah jason did leave a little he was a little pissy in the whip on the way home i could tell
1: you know when you leave the club at uh 4 eight, <laughs> 4:49 p.m
0: p.m just to be clear it ain't it ain't the sunset set
1: yeah carolyn and i we are like we come home we're like oh damn like I guess whatever let's just like order some postmates we got some joy mm. in highland park you know I'm, I'm eating a little bit of the leftover dan dan noodles right now you know ate some joy and then it was just like finished eating like well i guess this is it for the day and it, and i look out the window it's like bursting sunlight still <laughs> like like <laughs>
0: bursting sunlight is a really funny it, way i mean
1: it. it looked like noon on a saturday afternoon i mean it was like 78 degrees and bright as fuck and i'm like this is nighttime now and then uh that was about it but like when we played tennis a couple days ago i was coming into it hung over unstretched unwarmed out and my knee has been hurting ever since then again so not bad bad though it's not and it's not bad bad but because of that it's really uncomfortable for me to sleep and lay down and stuff like that. So when I'm just, like, chilling on the couch, booling, watching Bountain Abbey, I'm, like, constantly, like, shifting my leg, like, oh, I guess you put it here and then, like, elevate uh, yeah, it, yeah, move yeah, it down. I Do I bend it? Do I straighten it out? It's like – and when I'm trying to sleep, it's the same thing. It's just, like, I'm, I'm always, like, uncomfortable. So it's it's affecting my – overall life but i did go to to equinox today i literally came home four minutes ago and i was able to complete my whole workout and okay so you're okay
0: we're we're still we're 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 not in the red
1: no 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 we're not in the red but what i've learned is like for the at least the immediate future it's like a no days off rehab kind of thing i can't just like chill for a couple days i have to like stretch it intensely every single day
0: yeah, bro, let's get it. I, I would love to stretch with you, King. But, I mean, otherwise, I'm good. I'm not hungover. That's good. Well, that's, I mean, if you drink that early, I would hope you wouldn't be hungover, but I don't really know how that works at this point.
1: No, it's but, been a little while for you. Yeah. But, you know, I did pick up, I picked up some new weed. It's called feria, which I guess is uh, kind of a Mexican-Spanish slang for money. Ooh, I like that. The the, the jar of sticky is was, was covered with some type of Latinx street art involving spray paint and dollar bills and i'm sure instead of george washington on there there's like a sick-ass clown wearing a
0: gas mask instead did this artwork (laughs) is this why you bought it or is this
1: no no if i knew what the artwork was going to be i would have not bought it at my local dispensary they just have it in like glass jars and it just says like the name and the price tag And then, like, if it's an indica or a sativa or a hybrid, and they're like, "This one is
0: oh, I see twenty
1: nine point eight percent THC, and that's why it costs this much." But it's so weird when I was there. Like all the there's like they have it separated into into the mid, the reggie, and the exotics, like the the high dollar shit. So you can get is that like the, the same old- way?
0: Yeah, this I know how that goes, bro. That's my whip's look. That's how I know how that is. That's that's exactly yeah, how you got C class, you got E
1: class, you got S class, you got you know you got the you got the 328i, you got the 540, you got the M m5 you know yeah, yeah, there's levels to it and and as the as the weed price increases yes the branding gets worse and worse so like Interesting. old pal marijuana you know old pal you've seen it before yes yes they, have, have. It's, it, it's they good. have like a silicon valley investment behind it probably you know, there, it's like designed by some agency in in Venice or some shit. Like the packaging is very well done. They probably have a website that costs three hundred thousand dollars. It's a whole thing. An eighth of that weed is like nineteen dollars or something like that. It's just like dirt cheap, and it's low quality weed. But you know, if it gets it gets a job done, the mid range. But that's the point, right? Yeah, that's that's the, the point. point. That's the point. But then as you go higher and you get into the you know the the runts and the skittles and the quote unquote exotics. <laughs> You know, where it's like seventy dollar eights,
0: eighty dollar eights,
1: ninety dollar eights, like that's expensive ass weed, Bro, man. a ninety dollar eighth, you better
0: be getting I better have to go to the hospital. <laughs> ninety
1: dollar eighth? You better drag
0: me out of here, bro. That's bro, insane. It's so
1: expensive and and then these are all like all the all the weeds that you hear about on the songs. If you listen to How Long On Radio, you can hear about all these these weeds, but it's like like the Skittles and the runs and it's just like a cartoon drawing of like the <laughs> flintstones on it it's like a cartoon drawing the, of the flintstones like there's better Tommy. packaging on like a like a bag of ecstasy or a bag of heroin that you see on the street and it's just like instead you know and fred flintstone <laughs> his eyes are very red and instead of holding like a wooden stick that or a club of some blunt. it's a big old it's a stinky hog leg. And, like, yeah, that, and that is just straight up like, oh, that's 80. That's 80 for the eighth. You know, what I'm have saying? you
0: smoked that, that loudest pack? And, and, no, I, because this is something that I find. I mean, it's like anything else, though. It's purely like marketing and branding. You know what I mean? It's it's like purely marketing. I think there's I think there are levels to weed, but I think, like you said, it's basically like Reggie, mid, exotic. There's beyond that. There's not (laughs) much. Like beyond that, it's not going to get too much more nuanced. Is is one of the the
1: polarizing classic or trash scale applies to marijuana as well. There is no spectrum. It is just exotic or whatever and and the irony is there's nothing exotic about it it's all just grown in like a riverside warehouse it's all just the same weed from the same places and there's a little bit of nuance and and things like that but nobody's just like oh i invented this new weed and i want to call it strawberry skittles you know it's just like oh that's like og kush mixed with blah, blah blah you know and then they you know we're, we're uh, talking too much about weed well i mean
0: sorry this is what you're into bro I don't,
1: I but i i wanted to get into that because at the local dispensary coming up soon they're they're kind of doing a pre rollout. but the the za olympics are coming
0: i, <laughs> I got that zaza uh,
1: yeah so they take the word zaza um the zaza and they combine it with the olympics and you get ZA Olympics. I asked the security guard who has a gun on him at all times and a bulletproof vest who watches uh you know basketball or football games on his phone while he <laughs> while he manages the store manages the safety of all the employees and I'm like bro what's the z olympics and he's like just go in get your weed come out because it's going to take a while to explain
0: I was like, <laughs> oh, man, this is this is bad I don't
1: want this he said what's up big fella how much time you got big fella <laughs> all right string bean what you and I, I was like, I just want him to be like I'm making small talk with you and he's like oh those Olympics what do you think it is bro it's like the Olympics of weed. That's all you need to know. But he's like telling me, this should we whole, go cover this live? I think so. So you you pay money to enter the so it's it's a people's choice, like growers. Yeah, well, it's so it, I I kind of deduced it to be a people's choice award mixed with like an Oscar type of thing. So they get they nominate like here's like the ten best strains or growers, and those people bring their their prized hog to to the stable. They're like, this is our thing that we've been working on. Sure, it's it's like a it's like when you a pig gets a medal at the fair. Exactly, exactly. But the the, the differentiation on it is it's not judged by a panel of experts. It's judged by anyone who wants to enter. And you pay money. I don't know. I don't know how much money you pay. You pay whatever, fifty bucks or something. And they probably give you a nug or whatever, a gram of each one. And then you go home. And you you're able to smoke it, enjoy it on your own, blah blah blah, and then everyone votes, and then if you if you pay money and you enter, then you get invited to kind of the awards ceremony showdown, which probably has some dank ass food trucks. Okay, we need to some bad DJs and all that stuff. We
0: need to we need to get the first of all we need to get you. As your manager, I will get you that gig as the DJ. Um, but second, secondly, um, I I think we should maybe receive press passes for an event like this. This is kind of in our zone of what we should cover. Much like, much like when Emily Oberg used to cover, you know, sneaker (laughs) drops for complex. This is kind of that for us, I would say.
1: I'm dubious uh, whether or not the Za Olympics has a big, you know, press marketing PR outreach. I don't even know if press pass is a phrase that they are familiar with. Sure. Yes. So you never know. I mean, it, it, if it's just like, hey, I'm, you know, Chris and Jason, we're here from High Times, we want to kind of cover it, you know. It could be a cover <laughs> story. I don't know. You know, I can't make those promises. I think
0: the word, I think the word passed to them means something different, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but but that maybe we could educate them. But I mean, I'm interested. I would hit the Olympics with you, bro. No question. Okay. I'll have to wear a gas mask of course to avoid secondhand mm-hmm. smoke. Just to be clear, the only that's time not... Chris Black's gonna wear a mask. <laughs> exactly. The only time I'm wearing a mask is to avoid getting second-hand high at the Zolimpics for and because that's what I would do for. <laughs> that's what I do for. How long gone? I leave it all on the fucking
1: field. Mm-hmm. We can't risk you getting contact high at the Zolimpics. This whole empire will crumble.
0: It's 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 true. It, it honestly could it could affect all of our bank accounts and that's all we care if about.
1: You get back on the runs? Oh no! Oh, oh no! No, uh,
0: oh no Poppy. Um yeah yesterday was fun. I got a lot of sun yesterday which is nice I'm looking a little more tan um I did I think I shocked Fred though because I I you know he offered me a goner meal of course and i said no i brought my lunch and then showed him um a gallon jug (laughs) produced a
1: gallon of of three six five water yeah
0: a a gallon of three six five water and of course a go macro protein pleasure bar my favorite my go-to bar
1: what flavor what flavor go go do you go protein pleasure protein pleasure okay can you use some other words that might describe what it tastes like other than protein
0: peanut butter chocolate chip
1: okay peanut butter chocolate chip
0: you're a simple man. I'm a simple guy. And then, yeah, and then because of course we sold out of our coffee, I had to go down the street to a coffee place. And I guess I went to the wrong one because I'm in fucking Highland Park, so I don't, everything looks the same to me. It's ugly. And I went to a place. I get a coffee from a fucking place called, uh, it has like a really dramatic name that's two words. Like I couldn't believe no, it. No,
1: it was like with a K or something like that. But it was like,
0: like and consequences or something. It had this insane name. It wasn't it, it,
1: truth and consequences, was it?
0: No, but it's like like that. I mean, I was trying to get. I was trying Foo to Fighter get. Oh, I'm sorry. That. I'm sorry. Big shout out to Kindness and Mischief, the worst coffee place I've ever heard of.
1: <laughs>
0: kindness <laughs> and Mischief? Dead ass. That's what this place is called, bro. Kindness and Mischief. What does that have to do with coffee? I don't. I want neither of those things in a coffee shop. I don't
1: want no. kindness or mischief. I want. I want a lesbian who's mad at me yeah. to pour me a cup of something real angry and keep it pushing.
0: It was insane. But the coffee, I mean, look, it wasn't bad. But, but so I was just, I, I didn't know what the name was. Sure. And then I got the, you know, I, I paid with my, I got like an email from Square for my purchase. <laughs> I was like, kindness and mischief, what the fuck is this? It sounds like a kid's clothing store. <laughs> or some type
1: Crazy. of like, uh, you know, non-binary sex shop two p's and an
0: e oh i see yeah when it's two p's and e, it does hit. yeah you dig? you dig it does hit different but i think i'm <laughs> i think um we're making a big trip to beverly hills later to drop my Rimowa off for service
1: <laughs> uh who's we me al oh okay that's good so you this is going to be a big sunday you're going to go drop off the Remy for service is there something wrong with it or is this just a scheduled maintenance
0: no i mean it's just that there's the, the one of the wheel casings is having a problem it's not rolling properly this is on my big dog though which mm-hmm. i haven't been using lately so now is a good time to kind of get it situated
1: room the failing rimwad it wasn't what it isn't what it used to be
0: well this shit is from the 90s bro or early 2000s mm-hmm. all
1: right so now um so now we got max from eve six he's here on the pod we're ready to chat and um let's give him a zoom are you ready chris
0: yeah let's call him because i'm going to confront max about his his ghosting us the other day and he he better be able <laughs> to answer he'd be answer he's we're not making eye contact but it should feel like eye contact how long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, help jason better
1: help you know the summer travel season is coming up Luckily, my better help therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So, for maybe the first half of our suite sessions, we're spent off obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, we'll, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. So, uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists you get one that you really like you guys are gossiping you guys are chit chatting you guys are talking about your personal interests next thing you know it's time to actually do the work so it feels good building those uh mental health relationships with people you actually like and on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from
0: i don't like anyone if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's com slash HowLong. Nice. How long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health,
1: considerably less shedding thank god take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrifol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to neutrophil.com and enter the promo code how long all one word find out why over 4500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrifol for healthier hair neutrophil.com spelled N U T. R-A-F-O-L. I got R A F on the nut. Dot com promo code how long. That's com promo code how long.
0: Jason, summer's quickly approaching, and you know what I'm thinking about? What's that, Chris? Dying. Okay. I'm not prepared. I don't know if you are, um, but luckily the homies over at Policy Genius are making it very easy for me to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place uh, you can save 50 percent more on life insurance when you compare with policy genius and you could save 1300 dollars or more per year that's like a whole shirt that's a whole shirt <laughs> yeah bro i mean i don't know it's kind of, you're, you're probably wearing cheap shit but for me mm-hmm. 1300 you know what i'm saying i look that's, at 1300 i'm like all right how top.
1: many cartons of american spirits can i get for that you know if we're trying to die
0: we're not a smoker because that can increase our policy a monthly policy. So we lie about that. Uh, but the licensed experts, apology genius, they work, they work for fucking me. Uh, they don't work for the insurance companies. You can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. That kind of service has earned our Gs over at Policy Genius and motherfucking five-star rating across reviews on websites like Trustpilot that I've never been to and my favorite website, google.com.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to get started on Policy Genius, it's not hard. It's actually pretty easy. You just go to uh, policygenius.com, which is a great website you could find on Google, and then in just a couple of minutes, you will figure out how much life insurance you need, you know, do you got friends? Do you got family? Do you have people depending on you? Yes or no? I, of course, don't. And then when you're ready to apply, they will handle all the paperwork, all the scheduling, all that bullshit for free. They're never going to sell your information. Policy Genius is never going to sell your info, <laughs> your data to any other third-party companies like some other shady places might. And they don't add any extra hidden fees at the end after you're ready to pull the trigger. So make sure you go to PolicyGenius.com to get started right now. Policy Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right.
2: Okay, Max, are you good? Are you good? I'm good. Yeah, hopefully my audio is okay. I'm doing this from a telephone. I don't own a computer. Okay, Max, you
1: sound great. Thank you for for potting with us. You do sound great, despite the fact that this is not on a computer and you don't own a computer, right?
0: That's right. Is that a personal issue you have with, with Steve Jobs or is this just a choice you've made?
2: I may I don't know it's no longer novel and it it's only like uh, it only makes my life more difficult at this at this point but I, I still have some sort of block about it. I don't know if you can figure it out, that would be great oh we're gonna figure it out when was the
1: last time you owned a computer
2: i got my first computer in 2006 Oh, that's
1: pretty late <laughs> that's pretty
2: late, it's pretty late yeah it's pretty late
1: and then um you really are a 90s bro i really am you don't just talk about this shit you live this shit <laughs>
2: that's right i walked the walk
1: <laughs> okay okay so oh six first computer that's pretty late in the game uh and you were probably just using it music stuff studio shit or just you a gamer jacking off checking the weather no
2: like i didn't really use it at all i i mean i i really just didn't <laughs> it,
1: was a, it was a motherfucking paperweight
2: uh, yeah I, I didn't use it i mean i felt like i should have one like I, i'm a grown up now i ought to get a computer and I, I haven't missed having one honestly until recently like but when i'm doing stuff like this and people want me to record you know local audio and stuff and i'm like uh can't help you
0: i, I would assume though for like demoing and shit like that that's what a lot of musicians use computers for right or do you just use your voice notes or do you not do demos or you just go in the booth and black out yeah,
2: I, I use voice memos right on a guitar, or more recently, I'm going into the studio with my partner in the band and listening to the tracks he's made, writing to them right away, and recording the vocal right away, and that's that.
1: Hey, man, I mean, if you don't need it, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty envious into as this. hell. Your quality yeah, of life, this. until you became addicted to Twitter, your quality of life was probably <laughs> so much better than everyone's, right? Yeah, it
2: may have been. It's definitely definitely not now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not good it's been a wild couple months it's not good <laughs> my quality of life is two thumbs down not good at the moment
0: <laughs> <laughs> let me see, let me tell you something max from 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 one pow- one twitter power user to another yeah um it's all we have. It's all we have, man. It's it's one of society's greatest tools, and I'm not going to let people slander it, especially Jason.
2: I'm kind of with you, you know. Uh, you better be. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's really the sentiment. It's all we've got, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else are you, what else are you going to do with this like ancient dread? You know, like it's more productive than some other things. Is what I always say.
0: <laughs> that's a great.
2: <laughs> That's we haven't figured out what next. those things are yet. I could list them for you, but I mean we I think we all have list <laughs> fatigue too.
0: Are you from Cali Max?
2: I grew up here. I moved out here the summer before I started 6th grade. I was born in in New York City but left when I was 4 and then lived in Miami, Florida until i i came out here
0: shit max only lives in the best cities in america three best cities in america that's fire i'm a cosmopolitan boy (laughs) where do you
2: live in la most people know by now the story of my band like getting signed really young and all that stuff and yeah basically going from being you know being in high school living with our parents to being out on the road for a year and a half, and so basically, when that tour was winding down, I was like, "Well, the last thing I want to do is live with my parents," you know. And we had high-powered, you know, business management and stuff at the time. Who would end? Who would end up actually, actively defrauding me years later? But
0: Max, look, um, we, we, you know, you can't ever give the guys all the passwords to the City National accounts. And I thought you knew that.
2: Yeah, it's funny because that's like literally <laughs> what happened. Uh, <laughs> um sorry but anyway yeah so i i you know tasked them like any good rock star would do with finding me an apartment you know it's a business management firm in the valley you know so they fucking picked an apartment in the valley and and that's where i lived for the next couple years and then a similar thing happened when i bought my home that I'm no longer in because I'm going through a divorce. Stop me if any of this is getting too predictable for you guys. But.
1: No, I'm loving, I'm loving all this. <laughs> okay,
0: you're also talking to a. You're talking to another guy who's sober and divorced. So you know, this these are topics that we're able to cover.
2: Oh, you know what? <laughs> Solidarity. And I live in
0: the valley, <laughs> my brethren. So you, you no longer. Unfortunately, did you lose that house, or are you figuring it out now? No, we're figuring it out. We're actually about
2: to sell it, but again, that was another. That I purchased. It sight unseen. I was, I was on tour Shit. and my ex-girlfriend found it and like sent me a Picture. I don't know how she sent me a picture. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. I don't remember. And I said, (laughs) "Sure, let's get that one." And uh, it ended up being like a fortuitous. Well, I guess I shouldn't say too much more about exactly where it's located.
0: But uh, sure.
1: Well, I mean, since you since you don't live there anymore, can you drop the address?
0: Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So, but it was a good investment. It ended up being a good investment, basically.
2: Yeah, it was a good investment and convenient for some reasons. And so, yeah, now I'm in a tiny little bungalow you know, like conveniently placed between
0: like my kids schools and the place where my ex is staying. This sounds like a lot. You got a lot, you got a lot going on King.
2: You know, I got a lot of irons in the fire. I got a, got a lot of rods in the pond, you know, so to speak. (laughs) And,
1: a fellow angler, love to hear it. Are you getting a lot of non uh, non musical opportunities with your newfound cyber fame? Not really. You know, ins- Instagram promo deals <laughs> He's Like, like fuck
2: no. No, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no. Nothing nothing that has any material benefit to my life. Would you like to?
0: Yeah, sure. sure. I'm, you know, I'm open okay. to all kinds of stuff. But you've only been a musician though, right? Your adult life.
2: Yeah, I've this is it's all all I've ever done.
0: Yeah, that's for sure
2: uh <laughs> do you guys know luke o'neill i feel like luke knows everybody the writer luke O'Neill.
0: yeah did he used to i think he was on staff at Esquire but he like lives in boston he was yep yep he and I are working on a little something
2: with another guy named dave wedge I don't know if it's gonna get picked up or anything like that but yeah just rocking
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love it man i love it. <laughs> i i, I... You you guys go on tour. You've been touring the whole time, too, right? Like, you guys go every couple of years?
2: Yeah, pretty much. There were a few years there where the band broke up. We started back up again. The band has basically functioned as, like, a live business for yeah. the, you know the last 10 or 12 years or so you know allows us to you know keep the lights on and all that it wasn't until a couple of years ago the original drummer left the band yeah he's like a great guy and stuff uh but it wasn't it wasn't a good fit creatively for like a really really long time
0: did he get a new band or did he switch careers completely
2: yeah, he's doing a new band. We don't really talk anymore. It's one of those things, you know. Let's not give him any shine, Chris. Yeah, not cuz he's sorry, awful or anything, just cuz it's There's yeah. just nothing
0: to talk about.
2: There's nothing to talk about, you know? Sometimes there's just nothing to talk about. So, when that happened and John and I, the guitar player, were sort of like reevaluating things and we're kind of like, well, let's just fucking make a dumb punk record. Let's just basically do what we want. Who who, who cares? Fuck it. Like the guy in the the guy in the band who was like extremely ambitious, even when there was like literally all the cosmic signs were saying, "You fool," (laughs) uh, (laughs) was gone, and so it's like, okay, let's just do this. Shit, and so we did, and it was just really fun. And that's the Grim Value EP that's coming out this month, which we made at the end of 2019 after we did that recording. The online stuff started happening, so it was like I like calling it the online stuff. Yeah, the online stuff. Totally, it's that's (laughs) like appropriate. I mean, but what else do you call it? Appropriately, like dismissive. It's just another any opportunity that we have to basically confuse and (laughs) lean into what. Feels like the opposite of what a band of our whatever you want to call it milieu would do when when you were
1: a youngster in la and and you know starting up the band and everything like that what kind of stuff were you guys listening to what shows were you going to like what what kind of like scene punk scenes and stuff like that were you guys doing
2: yeah i mean it was you know it was it was the 90s so it was it wasn't like now when i feel like people are really do like everything you know it doesn't matter what the genre is (laughs) like when we were growing up it was like you you pick a fucking thing you identify with it wholesale you know it started out as you know the typical like epitaph fat thing and and then actually that's not true it started out for me when i went to skateboarding camp and someone was playing give me convenience or give me death that was my opening into punk rock and then then yeah the obligatory fat records and all of that stuff and then when i started to write songs i found myself gravitating toward the bands that were that had compelling lyric and melody stuff going on even if it was obscured by talentless playing and bad recordings and stuff like that sure sure, <laughs> sure sure sure.
1: okay name some names please sir
2: name some names uh, uh screech screeching weasel uh oh, yeah. still, still one of my favorites and i told my girlfriend this all excitedly the other day and she was like what the Mi- <laughs> the mr t experience dm'd me
0: oh shit bro
2: <laughs> the mr t experience <laughs> t experience dm me <laughs> The Mr. T experience DM would me a couple days ago and was like, hey, Jughead from Screeching Weasels trying to get a hold of you. He really wants you to come on his podcast.
0: God damn it.
2: For like uh, an idiot like me who's who who has never had to grow up. I mean, that's like a that was a mountaintop moment. Everybody really (laughs)
0: has a podcast. That's my takeaway from that. Everyone. We talk about that a lot on this show, how that it's like completely cool and acceptable for like. You know, grown men are, including ourselves, are like dissecting Olivia Rodrigo. Whereas in the 90s, we wouldn't even listen to that or give it a chance. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's not what we're into. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to talk about it. That doesn't exist to me. It's corny.
1: Absolutely. Might get beat up for even mentioning its existence. Yeah.
2: No, absolutely. I mean, I definitely also listened to the radio and would like sing along alone in my car. To everything's in and the placenta falls to the floor song and stuff like that, but I definitely wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't telling my friends about it. Yeah, you're talking about Bush. Yeah, Bush and Live and all all of that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I have to say that's funny you bring Live up because that song came on at the gym the other day. Not funny. the The big hit, like the, and I was like, man, this shit is a lot better than I remember it. Like, it's really a well written song.
2: I completely mm-hmm. agree, and it's also crazy how fucking heavy shit from the 90s sounds like even stuff like that that was like corporate radio rock or whatever the least charitable interpretation but a b that with anything that's come out in the last couple years that wants to enjoy the mantle of rock in any sense and it's like it's fucking heavy it's you know it's like even live is heavy live is heavy the fucking goo goo dolls are heavy now
0: now we're talking now now i didn't want to jump right into it but you know they're between look the lemon heads and goo goo dolls are probably my two favorites you know what i mean from from that
2: i mean the lemon heads are the lemon heads are legitimately one of my all-time fucking favorite favorite band <laughs> my man
0: i knew you were a dando head i could tell Dude. so do you did you guys play with did you guys play with lemon heads or no
2: never played with the lemon heads met him once at a holiday inn in Virginia Beach. Oh shit. I was at the bar and I was like, Hey, I'm a big fan, and he literally said, No pleasantries, no thank you, no no nothing like that. He just goes, You got any drugs? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> My man, see yeah. that's why he, that's why he's because I, I have a lot of st- we've we've had um we had this guy uh Wes from he was in a hardcore band called American Nightmare but he's in a band called Cold Cave oh yeah he told us a great Evan Dando story that's like kind of similar like he just didn't care and then ended up his wife made him apologize after he was a (laughs) dick and then he ended up buying him a burrito and they have these amazing um they have these amazing uh photos together in a photo booth that night like after he apologized that's great yeah but my other friend tried like photographed him recently and like said it was like impossible he like you know he lives in like i think he lives in martha's vineyard very tough to pin down kind of guy but the goo goo dolls I did a podcast about them, and I just don't think people understand their connection to like the replacements and all of that. Like, oh,
2: dude, they're, they're replacements with like a with like a shine on
0: it. Well, what happens is what happens is, and I mean, you can speak to this obviously much better than we can. But to me, it's like every band, I mean, starts out wanting to be cool and like wanting to be indie. 100%. You know what I mean? Kind of like it's it's it, especially in that era, like it was when selling out was a real thing. But look, man. I mean, you know, when things start happening, you can, like I said, you can speak to this directly. You just kind of go with it because it's fun and there's money and it's cool. One hundred percent. Who's gonna Who's gonna take a stand? Who's gonna take a stand against that? It's like, honestly it's, it, it's honestly not any deeper than that.
2: Like, I think I, I do think with our story, it was just a little different in that because we were literally remarkably unambitious because we were kids. So we, you know, there wasn't. And also there was such a ceiling on the music that we loved and listened to, you know, when the band formed, there hadn't been that whatever wave of punk breaking again yet. And it was like, oh, if we can get a job at a coffee shop and play our little band and make our flyers, that, that would be fine. But put us in the studio for literally the first time, you know, with a producer who like knows what he's doing and wants to make a record that's going to get on the radio and stuff and i wasn't pushing back on anything i didn't have any ideas when it came to recording it was a completely (laughs) you know it was just the buttons bro (laughs) yeah it was like complete magic to me i was just in awe of the of the shit none of it made sense and i was like all right you know fucking yeah i'll play the bass and i'll sing the song and then that's what it sounds like so
1: and in a month you give me a cool cd
2: (laughs) yeah and you give me a cool cd
0: (laughs) yeah i I think that the that low ambition thing is pretty funny because i do think that like the that like slacker you know mentality for lack of a better phrase is completely erased oh it's gone
2: it is gone definitely the opposite of the modern artist i mean that you know and good for them i guess they've learned finally the lessons of fucking history but <laughs> uh, you know they're all they're all careerists to a degree that is like so alien to me like younger artists and stuff now like literally like hang out with their AR guys you know what i mean like like <laughs> like they they want to and shit <laughs>
0: <laughs> they do it electively yeah they choose it i remember when i was meeting my 1st AR guy and i was just like i was blown away like i truly could not believe it i i, I assume they've gotten cooler but this guy literally no, had a goate- goatee. No. Goatee lived they in New Jersey. Yeah, rode a Harley. Like it was exactly what you think it. Like the worst it could be. Yeah, yeah. And it's in. Twenty four year old guy. I'm. I know what's good. You do not. Dude. Like that's just how it is.
1: The Nars are the same level of dorky as they always were. But at least back then they cared about and enjoyed music and wanted to tell other people about it. Now. They just care about, like, Yeezys and, like, college football and, you know,
2: cornhole and stuff like that. Yeah, completely. It's it, They just think music industry is sick, and that's it.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, bro culture. It's a job. It's a job.
2: It's a job. And for all of the deserved slights that you could throw at the A&R guy of your <laughs> as obnoxious and insufferable as they may have been, a greater proportion of them were
0: music people who came from (laughs) whether they came from mixing or they're in a band themselves a lot of time you know a, a failed a failed band you know right
2: totally all of that bluster and bravado and shit it's like when i think back to the like the guy who really was responsible for breaking the first Steve Six record was the radio promo guy at RCA. Of
0: course. Those the guys are monsters. Those guys are monsters.
2: Dude, he was literally a monster. It was so hard for me to be around him because he was one of those people that was like, there's no way that I can match your level of... Uh, let's call it enthusiasm or something. I, I don't know. Like yeah. He was like, this song is a number one rock song and I, you know, he used the the, the word <laughs> I am going it am going to take it there. And like I'm going to take this to number one. And he said that before the song was even on the chart. And he fucking did because he had a boxer's low
0: addled ego.
1: I won't stop until you're at top of the pops.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Who was like number one the week before? Like, what was the vibe? I mean, I know the time period, but like, I think it would help us to, to know if you remember.
2: Yeah, we were bouncing into and out of the number one slot, being replaced by and then supplanting the Bare Naked Ladies one week, like just flip flopping back and forth.
0: Big fucking song
2: for like a long time. Yeah, big song.
0: Bad song, but big. Bare Naked Ladies. Those seem like those seem like exactly the kind of guys I'm talking about. Where it's like. Yo, I don't know, man. We're making this kind of silly like bar music and people really seem to care, so we're just gonna go with it.
2: Totally. <laughs> and 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 I think like they are the the perfect example of I was, of course, tweeting about this too recently. Like I, I feel like, you know, I said something like songs that don't have at least a a moment of kind of deep cringe in them are usually songs that no one really cares about. At least if you're talking about, you know, songs that have a shot, I guess, at the public consciousness, like it needs that they, they kind of need that. And it is in a way easy to deride that stuff, but there's something honest about it. And the guilelessness to me points to kind of sincerity or something that a song that, that maybe is objectively cooler but is hiding behind layers of blase or something and one week by the barenaked ladies was cringe from fucking note one and it lived in cringe for those three and a half minutes unapologetically you know hats off
0: like i agree i I respect it i know you've talked about this a lot but you know i'm a big uh third eye blind guy yeah i think the first record is literally like a classic yeah and i have a lot of weird personal connect connections to them so i know how bad this guy is like i heard it first firsthand all the time but also like do you think it's like pure ego and that existed before the music because I think that's what happens with a lot of people. I think like you have that in you, and then you see success, and then it's just off to the races. I don't think it's from from the success. I think it's there before.
2: Yeah, uh, he's a pretty enigmatic figure to me. We we toured with them. We did two back to back tours with them, so we were out with them for like a half a year or more, and they're. There's so much dissonance there that it's really hard for me to know how much of it is performative, uh, how much self-awareness is there. These are questions I don't, I don't have the answers to. (laughs) Like, I I think it might, it might be, it's honestly hard for me to reconcile the fact that that personality wrote those songs because it's so, there's such a, chasm between those two things and I know there's like conspiracy theories out there like maybe he didn't or something uh, oh
0: really I've heard tell of like a Purdue like a songwriter writing them or like like another member of the band that he fired
2: dude I, like I don't know if any of the if there's any uh, credibility to any this of is this all stuff. Spe- this, this is, is all speculative this is all this speculative, is all speculative. Allegedly, of course this is very allegedly uh, emphasis lots of emphasis on allegedly here. Um, because it, he is a famously fucking litigious guy. <laughs> but, but, yeah. I, well, don't worry. Chris would love to be sued by him. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's my kink.
2: It, that would be kind of <laughs> sick, actually. Um, I've heard rumors about the original guitar player from the band that he was in before called Puck and Natty having written those songs. Then I've also heard stories about their ex-manager who he also sued, this guy Eric Gottland. Who I remember, who was all around all the time and stuff. That he wrote lyrics. What? Yeah, which is really bizarre. So
0: Chris just got into conspiracy theories now. All of a sudden, no, no, no. I just think that um, I, I just, I don't know, man. It's kind of insane too, because I think that like that band has has withstood a little. It's like kind of cool again, not cool necessarily, but but it's like everyone I know kind of likes it and would say they like it. Which I think there was a time where that wouldn't have happened key because it's not
2: they anymore yes kind of did the impossible i think because okay they had record one that had like six smash hits on it
0: literally six singles literally it's crazy
2: yeah that were fucking number ones and then record two which had wait did record two have the never let you go song
0: yeah yeah record two record two had three or four
2: but was definitely a step down for commercial success from the first. And he also burned every fucking bridge. Like everyone (laughs) that early on, I mean, everyone hated that guy. Like fucking people hated him. Radio hated everyone hated him, but somehow he managed to resurrect it or something. I mean, I guess it is testament to the fact that they had as many fucking hits as as they did. But it's all
0: all music. It's all, I think it's literally all music. I think the songs are so good that people just don't care.
2: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's it too. And they can still fucking play like
0: massive rooms and shit. Yeah. They tour a lot. I mean, they, they, they tour a lot, which I think, but I think all that stuff. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I think it's probably a good time for you guys. I mean, you guys will probably. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a tour and the whole thing. And are, but, are you trying to do it? Are you trying to do this differently? Or you, would you do like a package thing with some guys from your era? Or do you, are you trying not to do that?
2: We're definitely excited about opportunities to tour with, you know, unlikely packages, and we have yeah, some stuff that yeah. we're kind of talking about with that. But at the same time, I like. I don't know. I don't have like delusions of grandeur about it and i also you know there are also bands from our area era that i genuinely fucking love <laughs> you know their music and as people and stuff like that and would be happy to go out with so no hard and fast rules we've definitely done those package tours gotten lucky with with a couple of them with lineups that were that were great and some that were fucking terrible and
0: uh yeah <laughs> That's how it goes welcome to welcome to the welcome to the biz yeah that that really that really is how it goes
1: max we we talk a lot on this podcast about sinks yeah oh yeah and and just in the last couple of days you were you were doing some tweeting about that stuff we usually ask people, you know, what uh, what was the what was the one sink that got away, or the one that you wish you said yes to, or something like that. But
2: I think you may have already tweeted about it. Oh yeah, I'm happy to. Well, I don't know if I'm happy to talk about it, but I, I but I will. <laughs> You're happy to entertain
1: some people with your story of misery.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm happy to make your your listenership feel a little bit better about themselves right now. God bless you i mean yeah the the one that will you know haunt me forever was an offer from mitsubishi to to use not even the lyric but the instrumental of a song from record one um, and they offered us a half a million dollars and you know we had one of those. We had one of those very serious, you know, interminable uh, band meetings about it. Three piece band, right? Three piece band. So
1: that money's not getting whacked up too much. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's really not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty good deal. Pretty good deal for everyone involved. Um, and uh and we decided you know what no it's a sellout move we're not gonna do that you know we're artists and so we turned it down and then and then not two years later uh we had drastically changed our tune and (laughs) you know and and it, not only did we have our music featured in a one eight hundred collect commercial, we appeared in it. We uh, <laughs> we offered our likenesses as well as our recording.
1: Uh huh. And was that one also for half a million dollars?
2: No, no. Thanks for no thanks. Thanks for asking. No, it wasn't. Um, no. I, I don't remember what it was for, which probably puts it in the, you know, I would say 20 and under K range, which is, hey, nothing to scoff at. Yeah, I remember
1: I saw you tweeting about that and just, just you writing the words 1-800-COLLECT was a sobering, like I was like, I have not heard those those words in so long. And it just brought me back down to a, a whole other world and a whole other time.
2: Oh yeah. I mean it does the same. I mean yeah, it just makes your own mortality just like smash into your face.
0: Did you did you guys do a bunch of MTV shit? Like were you doing TRL and stuff or was that was this this was a a little early for that?
2: Record 1 was early for that. Record 2, the hit that we had off of that after putting out two rock songs that, you know, compared to Record 1 were stiffs, put out a third single that went only to pop radio. And also went to TRL and became TRL hit.
0: Which song? Here's to the night. Oh, yeah. That's a fucking... Yeah. That, okay. That was like a big... That was... So they were... Was that like a, a Hail Mary on the second record?
2: Yeah. It was like, okay. The, you know, this obviously isn't working at rock and the landscape of rock radio at that time was like Limp Bizkit and Papa Roach and we had made this like Duran Duran Duran-y kind of very (laughs) overtly pop rock melodic thing so yeah I was like okay well maybe this will work at pop we were a TRL staple for that song played live on TRL hell yeah and also just went from playing festivals with Kid Rock and Limp Bizkit and literally walking off the stage like the faces dripping with blood from like having people throwing shit at us just like what? hating <laughs> the shit out of us No
0: you guys no come on
2: Yeah no I swear to god it was a festival in Phoenix I shouldn't have pluralized it cuz it only happened once
0: Well Phoenix okay that makes a little more sense Nothing good happens in Phoenix
2: Yeah I'm with you on that uh no no exception here. Yeah, they were throwing ice at us. I don't know how they must have like gotten a hold of like bags of ice and were pelting us with ice and missing for the most part until they didn't and caught me <laughs> right above right above the eye and I felt the blood start to like trickle down my face and stuff so we went from doing those festivals to then doing pop <laughs> festivals with like the baja men and <laughs> what you know whatever like e-level B- britney spears that they you know labels were trying to push at the time mandy moore something like that probably i don't even remember specifically i just remember the like it was very fucking psychedelic <laughs>
0: Well those radio shows those radio shows are crazy like especially if you have a song like that I'm sure you did every jingle jam all over the country
2: Yeah we I mean totally and that it's basically payola you know that they get bands to play these festivals for free and they sort of guarantee you a certain amount of spins
0: or whatever The label I mean the label pays basically I mean the label has to pay you know for for your travel and shit at least in my experience i don't know i mean i that's the other fucked up part it's like the way labels have to pay for like tickets to 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 like an award show like people don't really realize that
2: well right and but the label paying for it uh, means you paying for
0: it you know you're paying for <laughs> it. all that yeah, shit yeah. Eventually, eventually eventually yeah eventually you're paying for yeah, it yeah at some point you're it. gonna be paying for it exactly
1: so, what about in the '90s? Um, did you experience any of like the '90s electronic music world? I know you're probably not a massive EDM fan, but you know, tangling with Moby or any people like that.
2: You know, in the last like five or six years, I've done a few of those things, um, mm. just because you know I need money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of them are really fucking funny i featured on a hardwell song um hardwell yeah. hardwell kill the buzz featuring max collins and i sound like bono on it it's really fucking bad <laughs> and then
1: damn so how does how does something like that go i mean i know who hardwell uh, he's, like a, how does even he's happen? like a huge european dj guy that you know maybe not the coolest but yeah how does that even come across your desk
2: it came from through a friend of mine who uh had done a bunch of stuff in in that world and then another one that i did i actually liked it i I did a song with this group called pegboard nerds who were like one of those you know scandinavian dubstep duos (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> that came about because don gilmore who produced the first couple of six records was producing the Cruello record and pegboard nerds were like ghosts producing on that mm-hmm. told don they needed different kind of top line guy as they call it i hate that fucking term and uh and so he brought it to me and I was like I was like sure and that song is it's fucking bizarre and I actually kind of like it but
0: Do you write a lot now? I mean are you doing a lot of that? No.
2: I I I'm really not. I mean we've written a full length eve 6 record that's like ready to go after this EP comes out. I I honestly kind of hate doing that shit for the most part. I mean there's there's been some stuff that I've like gotten kind of lucky with or whatever, but I'm not particularly good at it and uh, yeah, I, I I don't I don't really enjoy the whole like, L A co write thing.
0: You're not asking your publisher to get you on those writing. I could see you and Benny Blanco building. You know what I mean over an acoustic guitar and a hamburger.
2: Yeah, right. Sure. No, <laughs> I uh, I, I mean I I definitely said yes to a lot of that stuff. It's not like I was like really principled about it or something. I just uh, don't like it. Don't don't like it. Wasn't good at it. Felt like a waste of time. Sure.
0: No, that's that's half of my life.
1: <laughs> now that now that you have a kind of a newfound audience, and you know a lot of people find you very funny, are people approaching you about non musical things like writing a book or like you know developing a show for the FX network or or something like that?
2: Um, I, this thing I'm doing with Luke is a book. It remains to be seen what you know mm-hmm. what will happen yeah. with that. No, I haven't gotten uh, offers about
1: maybe not so much things that are happening, but maybe just like things that you would like to perhaps happen. You know, as you're, uh, it's not like you're going to be done making music anytime soon. But you know, eventually, is there like a, a second act that it doesn't involve music that you would like to do? Maybe like
2: I'm a very stereotypical like '90s rock guy in that I have zero entrepreneurial <laughs> skill or mm-hmm. bent really how's your self-confidence level it's pretty high okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's all you need I mean that's really all you need <laughs>
2: yeah I am talking with a friend of mine who in my opinion is like the best poster on the on the site <laughs> her name's autogynophiles on Twitter at um, autogynophiles she is very very funny. Um, we're talking about maybe doing a podcast. We'll, we'll see about that i like doing other people's podcasts you know we're having a good time right guys
1: damn right damn right have you been doing like a podcast little tour or is, is is the dm inbox blowing up
2: yeah i mean i you know you're you guys are my first of three today you know on on a sunday so it's like i'm fucking seriously shit. yeah seriously. first
0: of three what other losers what man no, no 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 are we first we're first though right you said we're first okay that's you're cool. first yeah you're first okay yeah, that makes that makes me feel a little bit better. But tell tell Mark tell Mark Marin tell Mark Marin he can suck my dick when you talk to him. Yeah, no. I, yeah. Do you
1: have any big dog podcasts hitting you up, or is it just kind of low low level guys
2: like us? Pretty much all low level guys. Okay. like you guys. <laughs> low level guys and gals. <laughs> yeah, right, guys and gals. Yeah, no, I'm basically just saying yes to anyone who hits me up as long as they don't seem, you know, awful or something. <laughs> Yeah, that's inspiring.
0: You got to watch that. You're going to end up on Jordan Peterson's podcast, and then things are going to change for you. I'm super psyched to be
2: going on Jordan Peterson's podcast next week, uh, <laughs> and to to talk about cancel culture. Yeah, do you keep that's up? Uh, do you, you keep
1: keep up in the comedy podcasting world? Is that like a thing that you're into, or is it just are you just a naturally funny fella?
2: I appreciate that. Hey, you got it. Uh, well, I mean, Jake Flores. I really get a kick out of him, have for a long time, and I'm a fan of his. I I, I don't listen to, but I wouldn't even call his podcast comedy podcast, really. I don't know of most kind of comedians that people
0: talk about. Well, let me tell you something, Max. You're better off because they're not funny. So, you know, just keep doing you, man. Don't let these guys influence you, you know? Thanks, man. I appreciate that. You know, it's easier easier to just live on an island. Yeah, I do think it's kind
2: of... I do think it's kind of good to live on an island sometimes because an awful lot of people like say the same thing over and over again. Maybe I'm one of those and I just don't know it, but it's it's nice to not know it, I guess.
0: Ignorance is bliss. You've been
1: sober for yeah. a, a decent amount of time now, Max?
2: 15 years as of May 14th. Shit. Yeah.
1: Congrats. Congrats. So what are your, uh, what are your vices? What are your anti-drugs other than social media, of course?
2: i swim obsessively i swim close to two miles sometimes over two miles a day and that's like there was a good amount of quarantine where i wasn't able to do that but now i'm back with a vengeance
1: damn so that must have been a little tough on you during quarantine not able to get your laps in
2: oh dude uh, uh, yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah it's not good i mean like i mean i really do need it my my Mm My brain yes. needs needs it. And uh, so, yeah, I'm grateful to be able to do that again. I'm also a cigarette smoker, you know, because, like, balance is important. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like cigarettes and coffee and swimming, I guess, are my... Well, I guess two of those are actual vices and one... Those a, are
1: all cool things.
2: One is an anti-vice. I get into, like, routines. So, like, if I'm, like, used to eating ice cream every day or something. It's like really hard for me to break that. I'm not on one of those right now. So it's like, it's kind of out of sight out of mind for me a little bit. And I also feel like smoking is terrible and not good and no one should should do it. But when when your brain has that dopamine access, mm-hmm. I, I've quit smoking before. And that's when that stuff like goes through the roof for me. So what I'm saying is you should start smoking cigarettes and that'll handle your dessert
0: problem. I'm on it. No, no, don't worry. I'm trying. I'm trying, actually. So don't worry. I'm, I'm, that's the, that's the path I'm on. Um, but what was your, now, were you just a general party guy? Cause for me, it was like Oxycontin really took, took the wind out of my sails. Or did you have a particular choice?
2: It was mainly alcohol for me. I mean, I, I did everything else, uh, also, but honestly could kind of take or leave the other stuff, at least to the extent that I wasn't like, yeah i mean like if it was around i would do it you know what i mean Mm -hmm.
0: sure you weren't doing you weren't rolling over and doing a line at the hotel
2: Uh, i mean i did some of that too but i (laughs) i don't think i ever paid for it
0: damn you're like a hot you're like a hot chick that's cool
2: well yeah totally
1: (laughs) you got a nice set of swimmer's shoulders on you you probably don't have to buy a bag ever
2: yeah that's right i just show my fucking (laughs) swimmer's shoulders get all the (laughs) blood you want (laughs) yeah no alcohol was it for me alcohol just works so fucking well
0: on me it's like did it run in the did it run the family for you or was it like a surprise Ran
2: in the family big time. Not my parents. It skipped them, but both of their both sets of their parents. My dad's mom had like 25 years of sobriety when she died. And my mom's parents were like the kind of alcoholic like I wish I was where they just drank alcoholically, but like never were made sufficiently miserable by it. Like they just like my my grandmother into her 90s. They weren't pussies about it. Yeah, like they weren't a total pussy about it, like I was. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what?
1: So back in the nineties, you're in LA, you're you're rocking out. What is the? What is your watering hole where you're turning up at?
2: Probably the block that I frequented most was uh, Franklin uh, across the street from the site. Uh, Celebrity Scientology Center, La mm-hmm. Bell, and birds in those places. I was at an awful lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Beachwood Bettys. Yeah, that's right. Getting
1: Parliament Lights at Gelson's. It's all there.
2: Oh, dude. Fucking literally, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, Love it. Love it.
1: You, you an American spirit guy now?
2: Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. Nice pack of Yellows. Every once in a while I like feel like I wanna kinda, you know, try something else, but I'm afraid to because I know I'll like it more and I and I have my you know, I like to delude myself that American spirits
0: are sure. like less bad for you. Works on me too. I think that's everyone that smokes American spirits has has convinced themselves of that.
2: I know it's silly and can mock it, and also part of me actually really believes it's true. <laughs> so if the placebo effect is the strongest, you know, idea. In medicine, then maybe it's it's
0: working. Oh, okay. Max, thank you for podcasting with us, King. Uh, it's been a pleasure. No, this has been really fun. It's been a pleasure. And, and yeah, I, th- I think same. that, um, you know, we were, I'm glad to see this all happening for you. And I hope the new music goes well and the touring and everything. And, you know, I hope you get a lot of money from this house you're about to sell, etc. Mm-hmm.
2: I appreciate that, you guys. No, this has been really fun. Thanks again for bearing with me. And
0: well, I only, I only, I only give people with children the excuse to ghost us for recording time. Um, success and fame has nothing to do with it. Children only.
1: Also, I thought we were doing a lot of podcasts, and you literally have three to do. I
2: don't even know. I mean, I'm I'm proud of you.
0: One of them is on Twitch.
2: Does that mean I need to like get an app or something? I don't. I I, I, I kind of know what Twitch is, but I've never like done anything
0: on it. Yes. Yeah. You need to. You yeah. Need to I think check you're it gonna out. have to get an app.
1: You're gonna have to get an
0: app. Yeah. This, this would be a this would be a great time for you to have one of those new Apple desktops and maybe your favorite color. But unfortunately, you're not gonna have time for that. So
1: yeah all right shit i feel like you're days away from having a you know a 23 year old lackey who will kind of do all this stuff for you i think it's going to be on the horizon for you
0: yeah man i need an unpaid intern goddamn right but some of them will come out of the woodwork after hearing this show they might they might dm you so so get ready i
1: hope so hit me up all right max thank yes. you very much good luck <laughs> thanks, max. Have a great uh rest of your sunday buddy
2: thanks so much guys you too later bro so tonight,